never seen me fall on the pressure. They ain't never ever seen me fall, nah, never. Always keep one up on them, cause I'm too clever. I will never ever sell my song, nah, never. Cause I've been on the road, been on the road, I quit acting like you've been with me this whole time. Cause I've been on the road, been on the road, I quit acting like Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Lead Well Podcast. My name is Brandon Holland. I am your host, BW Holland32 on most social media platforms. And uh, today we've got a really, really cool episode for you. Um, if you have not been hiding under a rock, you've heard of this gentleman that we're getting ready to introduce to you. Uh, and every time I hear somebody say, hey, there's this guy on LinkedIn, I know exactly who they're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about my man, Joe Turner with the City Manager Unfiltered Podcast. What's up, Joe? Hey, bud. How you doing? Thank you for having me, Brandon. Doing good, man. Doing good. Welcome to the show. Um, thanks for being here, man. You, uh, you've been making some noise on the internet and, yeah. uh, just want to, just going to kind of hear from you on that. And, um, you know, let's, uh, just kind of jump right in and tell our listeners a little bit about you and who you are. And we'll jump into talking about the podcast after that. So who is, who's Joe Turner and who's city manager unfiltered? Oh man, I'm still trying to figure that out myself and I'm 46 years old. So, uh, I don't know, man, I've had a, I've had an interesting life, I guess, from my perspective, there's been a lot of ups and downs, some trials and tribulations. Um, I used to be uh, involved in uh, political activism and be a political operative in my former life back in California. And then about five years ago, I decided to move out to Kansas to pursue the city management track. And uh, one thing led to another. I got my first uh, city administrator, city manager gig in uh, July of 2019 and uh, and I just finished up my second gig um, literally on Friday. This is my this is literally my first day of being unemployed and uh, just enjoying the journey. Not sure where the next chapter is going to lead. But uh, yeah, that's been my it's been a little bit, that's a short version of my ride. OK, so I, I have to ask, man. So not, um, you know, not the traditional city manager track. What, what made you want to get into into this type of work? You know, I grew up uh, as a, uh, you know, I'm just a different animal, right? So, and, and there's no point in BSing people and, and pretending you're not something that you are, or you are something that you're not, you know, and I grew up a limited, I grew up a limited government conservative. And, okay. uh, and so um, I was working for some elected officials and so forth and so on. And I just said, you know, I'm always, you know, criticizing government, right. For being bloated, slow, inefficient, what have you. And I think I'm a smart guy. Uh, why not just uh, step up and see if I can, um, put my skills to work and, uh, be the, be the change I want to see, right. As the old uh, saying Absolutely. goes. Right. And so, um, I, I got my master's degree in 2012 or completed it in 2012. And, uh, I was working for, like I said, elected official. We went through a pretty bad election. Uh, we got, uh, we lost in November of that year and I was kind of burnt out and I thought maybe I need to get out of government and politics and everything else. And so I was, you know, doing some other stuff, real estate investing and some internet marketing, you know, Google, Google stuff, you know, ads and so forth, uh, AdWords and things of that sort of nature. And, um, then, uh, decide, you know, I need to I want to go back in a city, this idea of public sector city management work and put my degree to put my degree to use. And so that's what brought me out to, uh, to Kansas. And I've just had a great time. Kansas has been phenomenal for me and my family. That's awesome, man. That's really awesome. And so, you know, a, uh, kind of a spawn of you becoming a city manager, you know, we now have the city manager unfiltered podcast. <laughs> uh, and it just, this thing just kind of, you know, exploded on LinkedIn and, you know, I got to see it firsthand how it happened, but like explain to our listeners, like from the beginning, like you had like no LinkedIn presence and then, 
you know, kind of, you know, started and it exploded. And then that turned into the podcast, like walk us through, walk us through what happened and tell, you know, tell us your story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a man with opinions. Uh, you know, I've always had opinions and I've never been, um, I've never been shy about sharing my thoughts on things. Let's put it that way. And, um, I'm not a fan of social media though, from a personal level. I just, I just find it to be, um, unproductive, brings out a lot of bad, I think, in people, you know, makes me feel bad a lot, like, you know, Facebook and so forth. So I don't have a, I don't have a Facebook presence anymore. I gave that up a long time ago. And, um, but I was really enjoying the profession and there's some other backstories I won't get into, but, you know, being, being new to Kansas and to the profession, I didn't have a professional network of people that I could really kind of draw on. Right. I moved to Kansas, didn't know a soul here. And I was like, you know, I need, I need to get on LinkedIn. My buddy, Brandon Dross, who, you know, um, he, I met him in through our city manager circles here in Kansas. And I was just lurking on, on LinkedIn. I didn't have a profile picture. Didn't have nothing on there. I had fewer than a hundred connections and I see Brandon just, you know, always posting. I'm like, oh man, that looks kind of fun. Like maybe I should do it. I don't know. You know? And, um, I started posting cause it's like, you know, I, I probably should be a little bit more out there if I'm going to be networking and developing my career and building these relationships. How do you do that if you're not going to be out there? Right. Yeah. And so I started flailing and like posting dumb stuff, like, you know, random stuff here. Like, you know, I'd post something on Bitcoin one day and I'd post something about this another day or, you know, vocational education versus college education. And it was just all over the board and I didn't really understand it. And one of the other reasons why I didn't really like LinkedIn and social media in general is it's just a lot of self-congratulatory sort of pat yourself on the back. You know, uh, Brandon would call it trading awesomes, right? So you're like, yeah. oh, you're awesome. I'm awesome. We're all awesome, you know, and yay, you know, <laughs> and I just wanted to see more substance other than congratulating each other and talking about, you know, leadership memes, right? I just, yeah. and what's, what's, what's weird about LinkedIn is that you have a profession of city managers who, for a variety of reasons, risk aversion being one of them, uh, and also just the nature of a lot of the personalities and whatnot, they want to be behind the scenes and not really on the public radar, right? Because yeah. the more you're in the public radar, the more at risk you are, right? And in today's hypersensitive age now with social media, literally anything you do can be put on the internet, right? And yeah. it can be embarrassing. It could be damaging for your career. It, it just invites more scrutiny and judgment, right? So... Yeah. um so I saw him posting and I'm just like, well, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to post some of these articles I read because I'm a nerd about the profession and I do a lot of research and, and reading about articles. And the idea was that I wasn't a part of any of these state, I wasn't a part of the state city manager organization, the national organization. Um, and I became city manager basically right when COVID hit, right? Cause yeah. I basically came in July of 2019 and then COVID hit about six months, you know, six, seven, eight months later. And I'm like, what? Okay. Well, so I'm reading all these articles about city managers because I'm like, well, I'm going to learn from their mistakes by seeing who's getting fired for what, who's, you know, who's resigning over what, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and what, and also like what successes are they having? Maybe I can implement some of these successes and use as like a little crib sheet and bring them to my community. And so then I just started posting some of these articles on LinkedIn and people started responding. And so I, I would post, you know, once or twice a week, maybe less, you know, and then I start posting more and more and people like really start, you know, getting, you know, engaged with the content. Yeah. And then that's when I went, that's when I went full bore in like late August of, of uh, 2022, right? So 10, 10 and a half months ago. Yep. And that's when I started posting on a daily basis. 
And then it's just been a ride since then. And now you've been with me, I think, honestly, since the early, early, early days of my posting. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Because, you know, just, just like you said, man, like, you know, people, you know, there's so, so much that we have to say that we don't say. And so the things that you were posting were getting people's attention because a lot of the things that, you know, that we're thinking you're posting, but yeah, we're just, we're not necessarily going to be the one to say it. You know what I mean? And you yeah. started putting this information out there and it's just, you know, kind of created this spark of, you know, people becoming more and more interested in, you know, what we do. And, you know, now you have the the podcast and you're able to share even more. Yeah. You know, that's been a reoccurring theme is just like, Hey, Joe, you're saying the things that a lot of us are thinking, but don't feel comfortable saying. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so it's nice. I give people that outlet. Um, I've kind of been that person in a lot of ways in other areas being like the first one through the breach, you know what I mean? Through the door. And, uh, it's come at great cost <laughs> personally <laughs> and professionally, uh, and financially. So, um, I've just, I just got to roll with be me. Right. And I just, I, I think uh, this is my authentic self. My authentic self is uh, I'm going to say things that a lot of people are going to like, and I'm going to say things that a lot of people aren't going to like, but you're going to know where I stand. I, I don't, there's no mystery to me. I'm very transparent, very open book. Absolutely. Yeah. That, and that's, that's one thing that I, you know, value about who you are and you know, how you, how you operate. So how, um, how did the podcast start? The podcast started again <laughs> from Brandon Dross. This guy, he's, you can blame him for the scourge of Joe Turner, right? Because <laughs> I'm watching him post on LinkedIn and our friendship was, our friendship really uh, uh, grew uh, over last summer uh, before I really started posting because he was looking, he started looking for a new position because uh, um, to move out of Kansas and, and, and step up. And we really bonded through that experience and some other things. And um, he shared with me that he had a podcast when he was in San Antonio. And he's like, oh, you know, you should do a podcast or we should do a podcast. And we talked about doing a podcast. And so he was the seed of that idea. Right? So, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, so what do you hope to, to accomplish with the with the podcast? Like why even why even put it out there? Well, for the longest time, I, I, I was thinking about it and not really moving forward with it because I didn't know if I was going to be the right. I mean, po doing a podcast is pretty intimidating. I forget how many episodes you've done and how long you've been doing it. So you might forget or maybe you still uh, struggle with some of the things I struggle with. But, you know, uh, talking to yourself uh, in an empty room, um, it's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's different to you know, try to put together a 30 minute monologue of, of conversation with yourself. Um it's, it's, it's difficult, you know? And, um, I'm like, well, are people going to like the way my voice sounds or are people going to like, you know, the way I laugh, you know, there's, you're putting yourself out there. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, and the more I thought about it, it was just like, well, people are responding to this comment and I'm already, I'm a, I'm a wordy guy. I use a lot of words, you know, and I'm a wordy guy on LinkedIn. Right. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of posts on LinkedIn are a lot shorter than mine. And I'm like, man, I got so much more I want to say, but I probably need uh, a different format or vehicle to communicate these things that I'm thinking of. Right. And gotcha. so it just sort of moved me towards being this uh, voice on the podcast. And I was like, man, I'm really scared. If I'm going to go out there and have a hundred people listening to this podcast. That's, you know, I didn't really want to do that as a lot of work. So thankfully it's been received very well. I've been very blessed and fortunate to have a lot of success with the audience and I've been blown away by it. It's just been a very fun, enjoyable and fulfilling experience. That's really great. Yeah, it's it's been super helpful for me too. Um, so, like, what do you uh, what do you hope to accomplish with it? Like, you know, 
the average city manager listening to this, like, what do you, what do you hope that this person gets out of it? Mm, that's a great question. You know, I kind of touched on a little bit in my very first episode of my podcast and I'm going to expand on that here. So, yeah, you know, some of the feedback I received from a lot of the managers was, you know, we're alone, we're on an Island. And I, I get a sense that there's just a yearning and a desire for a lot of us to feel more connected. Right. Yeah. And so that's why in my first episode, I talked about creating a, a sense of community. Right. And I really think community is important. Um, I really think that in this day and age that we live in now, we're, we're more connected than ever. We're more digitally connected than ever, Yeah. but I'm not sure that we're truly as solidly connected in meaningful ways as we used to be. Right. And yeah. so you see in our society nowadays, you see, you see a lot of um, deterioration or um, degradation in the institutions that used to bring us together. Right. Like I don't want to, I'm not a very religious person. I don't want to get religious, but for example, you know, you see church membership and attendance going down dramatically in this mm-hmm. country. Right. And that used to be a very big staple in our communities where people had this bond and this cohesion, this connection. Yeah. And, you know, and there was a sense like, Hey, you know, I'm not in this world by myself. And I'm not on an island by myself and my actions and my behaviors impact other people. Right. Uh, And so I think um, what I want to do is bring more, more of that sense of community to this profession. I think it's sorely lacking. And with that sense of community, I'm hoping that people will get the sense of fulfillment and gratification that I've been getting through this LinkedIn podcast journey. You know, uh, for the longest time, I was not a very good networker. I still don't consider myself a good networker. Uh, I, I went through a lot of childhood trauma and issues. So I've been kind of like a lone wolf my entire life. And, you know, I've never had a mentor. I've just had to scratch and claw and do everything on my own. I'm just a, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm a dog like that. You know what I mean? I'm going to find a way and get it done. Uh, I'm a survivor. Um, so over the last year or so with this journey, it's just been amazing to feel the sense of connection and the bonds because, you know, with me putting myself out there and taking the risks I've taken, and I've taken a lot of, a lot of risk with this whole process. Right. Um, people have been able to then open up and communicate with me more openly and freely. Does that, does that make sense when I'm saying that, you know, oh, because they, they, they know. Yeah. So it's like people share things with me that they might not share with other people. Right there. And so that's been very rewarding. And then, you know, I built this really great relationship, uh, friendship with Micah Gaudet and he's doing this whole thing with chat GPT in the public sector. And he's just blowing up right now. And I'm just amazed to watch him do what he's doing. Uh, he's going to be speaking at the SGR on an SGR webinar and doing an SGR webinar instruction for chat GP, uh, chat GPT on, uh, coming up here soon, about a week and a half. And it's just been great. And then, so the second thing I want to do is, um, help with personal professional development of yeah. these public sector executives. Um, you know, things like talking about, um, how to be more successful as a manager. Like I'm talking about like real world ap- applicability. I'm not talking about MPA book knowledge, right? I'm yeah. not talking about fluffy leadership conversations about how to be a good leader. I'm talking about things that people are doing today in their job that are getting results for their taxpayers. And I want to help, you know, talk about those sort of things as well as also on the personal development side. You know, um, you know I talk a lot about financial aspects of our profession, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it's a very, it's a taboo topic, right? Nobody literally talks about money, right? Old school, right? No one does. I remember, yeah. I remember being a young man. I wouldn't dare ask my uncle, what he was, you know, what he made for you know, a year. You know what I mean, right. he knocked the crap out of me, you know? <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I think there's, it's a taboo topic and it's kind of bizarre. That's a taboo topic considering that all our contracts are public information, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I like to talk about compensation and whether or not we're being adequately compensated as city managers 
not only for the value that we provide to the organization, to the taxpayers we serve, uh, but for the risks that we assume by nature of our positions that we're in, especially in this new age of, uh, you know, go back to the digital social media landscape and the risks that we're under. Right. And then finally, um, you know, I want to be an advocate. I want to be an aggressive, assertive advocate and defender of the city of the city manager as a professional. Right. Because I think that that's sorely lacking. Uh, City managers do not have a voice right now, in my opinion. Uh, There's organizations out there that will um, supposedly represent city managers, but I think they represent maybe the profession at best. Right. And, uh, and I've been, you know, very critical of some of the players in that space. And I'm sure I've alienated a lot of people because they're um, questioning why I would attack or, or criticize those organizations, but um, nobody's speaking up for city managers. And yeah. so when you have city managers who are used to operating behind the scenes and giving up credit to the council, giving up credit to their department heads and their staff and being ones to take all the blame, right? Cause the buck stops with us and the organization. And that's just the, yeah. that's the quote unquote traditional leadership, you know, style of being a right. of executive. Right. Um, and then you have what I view, view what I view as this um, increasingly divisive and hostile landscape at the local governmental level, level with respect to how a governing body and elected officials are communicating with the uh, with their city managers and communicating to the public about their city managers. It's just become much more hostile. And city managers, when they are attacked and humiliated and degraded and fired um, at the whims of a council, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we suffer immense reputational harm and damage uh, because we do not have the ability to really even defend ourselves. Right. right. And, and not to get too far off in the weeds, but for example, most city managers belong to an organization called ICMA and ICMA has a code of ethics. And so you will find, I've talked to city managers. I'm not a part of the ICMA, but I've talked to city managers and they'll say, you know, even if I want to defend myself in the public domain, I run the risk of violating the code of ethics because the way the code of ethics are structured. And so the professional is muzzled greatly. uh, And I think the muzzle needs to come off and maybe I'm the one ripping the muzzle off. Yeah, I think you are, man. And you know, it's, it's much needed. Um, You know, we've got to, we've got to start standing up for ourselves and for each other and for the profession too. Yeah. I think what you're doing is, is fantastic. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, taking that just, you know, a step further, um, what's been uh, what's what have you enjoyed the most so far about about the podcast? That's a great question. You know, um, I know it's been a lot of work. Oh, it's been a lot of work, a lot of work. Uh, You know, it's funny uh, before I come back to what I've enjoyed most about it, you know. So for those who are listening to the podcast, you've never done a podcast. There's kind of, you know. For what we do, there's kind of two different styles, right? There's the solo style. You just kind of do your own thing and you riff on a topic for 20, 30 minutes or whatever long, right? And you post it out and publish it. And then there's the other format, which is like what we're doing now where you have an interview and exchange of ideas. And man, both of those options have their pros and cons, right? Because uh, (laughs) when I want to do my own podcast, I can just do it whenever I want as long as I can, you know, throw out something that actually sounds uh, intelligent, right? Yeah. but that gets hard to just have these conversations, like I said, in an in a empty room like I'm in right now and, and what have you. And then you can do the interview style like we're doing now, but then you have to battle technical issues, right? I've had, yeah. I've had, to, I've had to redo interview. Uh, you know, that interview that I did with Micah on ChatGPT, funny story, that was our third take. Third take <laughs> over a week and a half period. You know, we, uh, the first time we did it, the, the, what, I, being a rookie, it was literally my first interview. Um, yeah. The audio was just not 
great. The quality, so something was off there. A setting was off. I'm not sure if it was on my end or his end. It just didn't work when I listened to the playback. And I'm like, oh man, this is terrible. Plus I sucked. I was, you know, my first kind of doing my interviews. Yeah. And then the second time we did, I, I <laughs> so, so we're, we're early. He's, there's a time difference too, which is also makes things difficult, right? Because yes. I'm central and he's two hours behind me in Arizona. So we're doing this podcast, you know, we're about 20 minutes in and it's going good, right? I'm feeling good about it, right? And all of a sudden I hear this damn noise in the background. I'm like, what is that? And I finally, I said, Hey, uh, Michael, what's going on in the background? He takes off his headphones. He's like, <laughs> landscapers, man, with the lawn, with the leaf blower and a lawnmower going, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right. So uh, we, we hold up, you know, we pause it and like, okay, we'll just come back in, right? So, they, you know, they do like a, and he's got like, I think a, a small yard area in, in where he's at in Arizona, right? These short, these small lots, I think. And so they finish up the, uh, the, you know, the mowing or whatever, and they're gone, right? We pick it back up, you know, 15 yeah. minutes later, I guess the same dude had to go to the other house across the street or so I don't know what his route is or what, you know, <laughs> so I throw my hands. I'm like, I just can't do it today, you know? So, uh, so yeah, that, that, that interview with me and Micah was, uh, the third take. So, you know, you have time, you have scheduling issues, you have te- technical difficulties, interruptions, you know, it's, it's a trip, yeah. you know? So, um, <laughs> But I think the thing that I am really enjoying most about the podcast itself is just that um, it's giving that a better platform or yeah. more powerful platform to communicate these issues that I'm talking about on LinkedIn, right? So the mm-hmm. problem with social media in general is that it's temporary, right? You do a yeah. post today, you know, a tweet, you put all this time in a, in a LinkedIn post or a tweet, it's here today, it's gone tomorrow. Maybe sticks around for another week. If you get a really good post, you might get activity for two weeks on it on right. LinkedIn. If, if you're really lucky, right? Yeah. After that, it just falls off the board. You know, with the podcast, the content's evergreen, right? So it's permanent. It's there and you can see it. And um, I also think there's an added layer of authenticity, uh, if that makes sense, and credibility yeah. when you have a podcast. Um and so, yeah, I think that's what I'm really enjoying the most. And obviously it's an extension of me building even stronger relationships with other individuals and other managers, you know? So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Um, so uh, just moving forward in, you know, this conversation, man, I've, I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, so we've talked about kind of how the podcast started. We've talked about what you enjoyed about it. Um, what's been What's been the biggest challenge so far? Yeah, well, I've had two major challenges probably with putting the podcast together and doing it. Um, the first one is that I tend to be an overthinker, probably a little paralysis of analysis. I like to overanalyze everything and make sure uh, I got everything I know, every detail covered. There's a lot of research that goes into putting a podcast together, as you know, Brandon, yeah. uh, uh, from a rookie. I, I barely even listen to podcasts, let alone do a podcast. So from learning the type of mic and the, uh, the headphones, the, you know, the yeah. type of software you need to use just to do this, this podcast right here. This is a, a, for us to do a video podcast. Um, that takes a lot. It's it. You have to learn things about you don't know, didn't know, yeah. you know? And um, so that's, that was been one of the biggest challenges, just sort of the learning curve. Right. And just throwing myself into it and embracing it. Never mind the performance anxiety issues that we already kind of talked about. Right. But uh, yeah. the second thing I would say when it comes to doing the podcast is that I've been writing content on LinkedIn now for 10 months. And I have so many ideas in my head that I want to get out and communicate to the public that I have the reverse of writer's block. So oftentimes when I'm sitting down and trying to put together a show, 
I just have all these ideas that just come flooding in. And it's just like, do I hit them all now? And you're like, well, I can't hit every single topic because yeah. I need to do an episode next week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So you got to kind of like, you know, you got bleed it out. You know what I mean? And then yeah. you're like, okay, what do I cover? And how, how in depth should I get, you know? Um, and then the other thing was, man, I just had a, a little bit of anxiety of, okay, I've put myself out there as city manager unfiltered, right? So I, I can't come hard in the first interview with just like, you know, servant leadership or something. You know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that, that ain't going to work. Yeah. No, so, that's not it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, how hard do I, how hard in the paint do I go on my first couple episodes? Cause I'm trying to attract an audience obviously, but I want to be truthful and um, authentic to what I'm putting out there with the LinkedIn post and so forth and so on. So, you know, you have this issue of what do I put in? You know, and then obviously there's, we talked about challenges of scheduling guests and, and that whole deal. I mean, you know, um, I wanted to do some interviews a lot earlier on. Um, well, you know, I, I don't know if you did this, Brandon, or not, but when I did some research on it, everyone said, okay, when you launch your podcast episode, not only should you launch with multiple episodes, not only, not only should you launch with multiple podcast episodes, but you should also have several in the can so that yeah. you can have a buffer in case you can't do one that week. Right. And I wasn't yep. sure if I was going to try to do one every week or every two weeks. And, and so when I, I had so much, like I said, like that opposite of the writer's block after I put yeah. out my trailer, I'm like, what do I do? I couldn't get an episode out. Like, I, and, and again, talking about how awkward it is to be in your own space and talking to yourself. Right. right. Um, so I ended up, but I had to get something out. Cause I'm like, man, this is, this is dragon, dragon. And I just got to go. I just got to be, I got to put action. Right. And I'll just yeah. figure it out. And so when I launched, I launched with two episodes and I wanted to launch with three and a couple in the can, but I launched with two and none in the can. And so I'm like, okay, well, I got to scramble and get some, uh, some stuff done, you know? And I told you about obviously the, the technical difficulties with Micah. And then I've tried to do it. Me and Brandon Dross have been trying to do a podcast forever. And we keep on running to issues with scheduling and timing and technical difficulties. And I want him to be my first guest, right? Cause he's my bud. Yeah. Uh, but it just hasn't worked out, you know? So it's like, gotcha. it's, you know, things that you think are going to work out and be very easy. Like he would be like the easiest person for me to get, but it hasn't just worked out. It's been frustrating. So, um, yeah, those are some of the challenges. So gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely a lot. It's one of those things where like, you know, until you start doing it, you don't really, really realize how many moving pieces there are and how many options for everything that there is. So yeah. How, what, what, what have been some of your obstacles or hurdles? I mean, you've been doing this for a while now. What have you been experiencing as sort of like your mate that's tripped you up or caught you off guard? Um, for me, it's been, um, you know, sometimes it's lining up guests. And so I took care of that. Uh, once I started to notice that being a challenge, um, you know, I came up with a, with a pretty good solution for it that worked really well for me after that. Um, and then the other piece that's been challenging is just learning everything. And, you know, I've been a student of YouTube university the whole way through. So it's, uh, it's been super helpful. <laughs> I love it. You, it's amazing, YouTube, man. There, people have so much access to information now that you didn't have when I was younger. It's amazing. And, you know, uh, you, we talk about lining up guests, and you asked me about that a little bit earlier in the podcast. And I'll give you a suggestion. You know, when I was um, uh, building this out and thinking about it, because I just didn't do it overnight, right? I, was, I put it together a little bit of a plan. I try to be a little methodical, right? I, I'm thinking yeah. about things two, three months ahead of time. Um, let me back up for a second. So when I first started posting on LinkedIn, it was a purely organic thing had no intention of it ever becoming anything at all, yeah. ever. It wasn't until around December or so that I started thinking, oh man, this is kind of going somewhere and I'm not sure how this is going to go or which way we're going to take it. Yeah. And then as I moved into the new year, I started thinking, okay, this has a little bit of legs. And I'm going to start thinking about how I want to be, right? More, more methodical and turn this into yeah. something. 
I still don't know exactly yet. I have some ideas. I have some crazy ideas. Um, but one of the things that I was doing with the podcast was I was teasing it ahead of time, right, as I was building my audience. So it's like people are kind of getting acclimated to the idea that they're going to be a podcast. And then when I uh, put a trailer out, I also had a sign-up form for guests, right? And I had awesome. I think I have something like 80 people who have signed up to want to be a guest on my podcast, right? Yeah. And so I have this line of people that I can draw from to say, okay, do we want to you know, go this route or whatnot. So if you're having some issues with getting guests on your show, lining them up, you might want to throw out like a Google form and get some interest sign up forms. And that way you can kind of pull from that when you're yeah. struggling for something, you know, um, awesome. the, the thing I would tell people who are, who are watching this, right. If you're looking to be a guest on Brandon's show, like, you know, I can't speak. Well, I, I'm not, I'm going to speak for me. Okay. Yeah. Cause I don't want to speak for you. Um, if you're trying to be a guest on my show, I'm not just looking to give someone a platform to speak about whatever's on their mind or whatever. Like I'm like, my job is not to give you a platform. My job is to provide good, uh, solid content to the people who listen to my show. Right. People give me their time, their ears. That's a heavy um, responsibility, right? I've taken a lot of pride and honor and respect in that. And so I got public sector executives listening to what I'm doing. I want to give them something of value. So um, if you want to be on, the city manager unfiltered podcast, you need to bring something of value to public sector executives. I'm not just interested in just having you on to, you know, shoot, you know, to basically have a chit chat and just say, okay, I had this person on my show. Like you got to bring something about, I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're selling a product or anything like that. I don't, I don't don't care if you're a vendor, but you just got to have something of value to communicate that, or it's entertaining and interesting to public sector executives. And I would say to anybody who wants to be on your show, I would recommend that they pitch you with a, Hey, how do I provide something of value to Brandon's audience? Right. Yeah. That's where, that's where it's got to be in my opinion. I like that. Yeah. Got to have the value exchange. I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, before we close the show, man, I got a, just got a question, give our audience a little bit of a uh, little bit more value information, something that you've had experience with. Um, and, you know, I think probably everybody that listens to the show is going to find it through LinkedIn, um, some through Instagram, some through Facebook, but LinkedIn is where we do most of our traffic. How did you grow your LinkedIn to where it is today? Oh, that's a great question. Okay. So I'm not an Instagram guy. My wife loves Instagram, but I don't do Instagram. I'm not a LinkedIn guy or I'm not a a Facebook guy. Uh, I, I, I lurk and creep on Twitter, but I don't actually use it as a platform for anything. So my, my presence for what I do in this space is solely 100% on LinkedIn. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's been a learning curve. Um, but I will tell you a few things and this kind of gets back to what I just said a second ago about providing value to my audience and to your audience if you're a guest, right? Yeah. So one of the biggest misconceptions about LinkedIn and social media in general is people think that they follow you because of the post that you just did, right? Like if I put Mm -hmm. a post out and someone follows me, they're not following me because of that post, okay? This is a little nuance that might be difficult for some people to, or not difficult for people to understand, but They'd be like, oh, why did I think of that? Why did I understand that? Yeah. People follow you on LinkedIn because they're expecting to get future content that is similar to the content that you just put out, right? So you remember earlier in the podcast, I talked about how I was bouncing around between Bitcoin and talking about vocational education versus college education or whatnot, right? So in my opinion, if you want to be successful on LinkedIn and you want to build a platform for yourself, and this is a very powerful platform. 
you know, I have people offering me jobs through this platform um, yeah. as a result of things I posted. Um, I have people offer me opportunities. And, and the, the whole thing with Micah was just like, for example, that, you know, the only reason Micah's, ch- I, mean, I, I, I think I'm speaking for him, but I think I'm speaking fairly for him is the only reason why Micah is doing chat GPT stuff right now is because we connected on LinkedIn many months ago. And then he said, hey, Turner, I'm going to be at this conference in Kansas City. And then I drove up three and a half hours to meet him, to fellowship, to hang out, to develop yeah. this, build this relationship. And then during this conversation, he told me he had an interest in chat GPT. And that's when I said, hey, you need to go do this. Yeah. And that's how that came about, right? So that's how um, organic things can happen and the power of leveraging this platform, right? So uh, in my opinion, if you want to build your platform on LinkedIn, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish too, right? So right. Um, you need to be, I think you need to be niche in your focus and you need to be deliberate and intentional and consistent in how you approach it, right? So yeah. um, I post every day, okay, every day, okay? I'm not saying you got to do it or anybody else got to do it, but I post every day. Uh, I make a commitment. I, I got sick of, a while back and I missed four days and I was just tired. Uh, but I post every day and I've been grinding on it and it's paid huge dividends. But I also post nothing but city manager, city management, local government content, but it's almost always directed around city managers, contract negotiations, that kind of stuff. Right. You know, uh, I don't, I don't begrudge a city manager who wants to talk about what's going on in their community on LinkedIn. Yeah. But I will tell you the average person doesn't give a damn what's going on in your community. Right. I mean, how many of your residents are actually on LinkedIn and are looking at your page and want to know what's going on? Like, I don't think that's the proper, I don't think that's the best form or best format or structure to convey that information to your, 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 your residents. Right. So right. Um, I don't, I don't post on my LinkedIn page to inform my residents of anything. My, my page is for me, not, yeah. not, not to share news with residents. They can get that through Facebook or the newspapers or Twitter or something, but my LinkedIn page is for me. And I have an audience that's directed at my, my content directed at city managers and so forth and so on. And so that's been really helpful for me. So I would tell you that if you or anyone else is trying to build their platform on LinkedIn, chisel down, barrel down onto a certain niche or focus that you want to be identified with as a subject matter expert or the go-to person for that. And that's what I think was going to help take you to the next level. Also, LinkedIn is not uh, the same type of platform like Facebook or Twitter per se, where you go viral and you just take off, right? Like right. Uh, LinkedIn, link, uh, LinkedIn in my context, because again, it's a very niche focus uh, and I'm not trying to appeal to a million people. My audience is not a million people or more, right? Like some of these other heavy hitters on LinkedIn, uh, my audience is much more niche. And so um, what I think we need to understand is that your success on LinkedIn or probably any other endeavor, is not like this ramp up in a, you know, equal line. And what happens is you go like this and you barely, barely chopping along, chop along, chop along, and then you start to ramp up. After, you know, but a lot of people quit when they're here, you know, yeah. if they keep going, they start ramping up, you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a quick example. So uh, for the first 10 months of my posting from August 25th to June 25th, right when I launched my podcast, for example, I had a little over 3 million uh, views of my content. Okay. Which is wow. pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. Right. If you yeah. go through your stats and whatnot. And since June 25th, we're, we're literally three weeks from that point in time. Right. I've already had over 500,000 views of my content. So wow. 10 months, it, it took me 10 months to get the 3 million and it took me three weeks to get half a million. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's incredible. Um, so people got to be, whatever you do, whatever your endeavor is, you got to be consistent. You got to be, you know, persevere. 
right? I think a lot yeah. of us, I think a lot of us in this day and age, and I'm guilty of it myself, you know, I have my phone right here. It's constantly like notes, notifications, alerts. I think a lot of us individuals now are subject to um, instant, want, want instant gratification or instant results and our attention spans are decreasing. And sometimes you got to realize like, just take some good old school, roll up the sleeves, get your hands dirty and put in some work. Right. That's and uh, if you do it, you're going to have a, a huge, huge benefit. Like I, I, I think LinkedIn is the most underrated, undervalued platform, uh, social media platform out there right now, personally. And yeah. I think that if you use it the way I've used it, and I'm not saying you got to use it, I'm not saying my way is the only way. Uh, but if you use it my way, uh, you're going to have incredible personal and professional benefits that result from it. I've been blown away by it. And I started yeah, literally was like, I had less than a hundred connections. I, you, you know, I started with next to nothing. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. So everybody listening, man, like go back and just listen to the last three and a half minutes of what was just said. If you're looking to grow your social media, um, especially LinkedIn and want to do it in a good organic way, this is the way to do it. Um, hard work I'll, works. I'll, I'll try with one more thing too. Right. So, yeah. I will tell you, Brandon, like I've done it the hard way too. Okay. Because, um, it kind of goes back to that childhood trauma thing and being a lone wolf, whatever. So for the longest time, for that 10 month period of time, I hardly added anybody to my connections. I basically let them come to me and add me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I started with, I started from scratch and I wasn't aggressively going out and seeking out connections. And the one of the reasons why I wasn't aggressively going out and seeking connections is because I know my content is a little edgy right? Especially for the space that we're in. Right. And so to me, it's just like you, you jump in with two feet yourself onto my content. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to like lure you in and then feel like you got like hoodwinked into something and you're like all, you know, upset because yeah. you're, you know, getting some, this Joe Turner in your feed. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I was a little bit deliberate about that. Right. Wasn't aggressively in pursuing that. Um, I didn't have connections with people. So I didn't have like, you know, call them on, like uh, they call them pods on LinkedIn, right? Or multiple mm -hmm. people will, you know, join in and, and, and jump on each other's content and comment because that yeah. helps uh, spur the algorithms, right? I didn't really have that. So uh, gotcha. partly because there's really nobody in my space doing what I'm doing, right? I'm a trailblazer. Right. And what, so, you know, so it's like, I didn't have that luxury. Um, and I also didn't have just the outside the, 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 the social media platform network of individuals that would naturally just support what I'm doing anyway, because like I said, I'm new to the profession, brand new to the state of Kansas for the most part, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, so people who want to follow what I'm doing, they're going to have a much easier time. Right. The other thing too, is um, I don't post uh, the saccharine sweet stuff. That's easy to like and engage with. Right. So yeah. since the algorithm on LinkedIn favors, um, that kind of content that you know, gets liked and engaged with and commented on, uh, you're going to suffer and have slower growth than like I did because I'm not doing that. Right. I'll put out some stuff here to praise some people or recognize some accomplishments, but you know, I'm not that guy who's saying, Hey, you know, uh, I call it toxic positivity, right. Where, you know, everything's yeah. going to be nice and sunny and all that stuff. You know, uh, I don't do that because that's just not interesting to me. It's nothing, it's nothing substantive. It has no value. Right. Um, yeah. I grew up in a very, I grew up in a very uh, low socioeconomic environment. I grew up in the hood, so to speak. My parents were drug addicts and in jail. And so, you know, um, when you go, when you grow up in that environment, you learn real quick who are the hustlers, who are the talk, the loudmouth talkers, the ones who think they got game, 
the ones who are con artists, the ones who are legit, you know, and um, I just wanted to be real. Right. And usually the ones yeah. who are real are the ones that don't uh, over advertise or over promote. Right. They're just they just yeah. go about their business and get the results. Um, so, yeah. So people can have easier time on that. And then the other thing I would say, too, if you're really serious about LinkedIn uh, and I'm not even following my own advice because I'm just a stubborn dude who just does things my way. Uh, but you should <laughs> learn from my stubbornness is, you know, uh, learn about copywriting. Okay. So, um, yeah. when you, when you, when the key to success on LinkedIn for, uh, in a lot of respects is it's called stopping the scroll, right? So, and I'm not sure yeah. if you want to get into a LinkedIn university podcast chat on this, Brandon. So I apologize, but it's called no, stopping the scroll, right? So when you go through your scroll on your phone or on your laptop and you're looking at a LinkedIn feed, um, stopping the scroll means you get someone to stop and hit the see more button. Right. Okay. That's why if you're following like the big, you know, the big names in your on the LinkedIn platform, you'll see they do something. It's called the hook. You know, the hook is what what you how you hook them to hit the see more button, right? And yeah. so you'll see a lot of people try to game gamify that a little bit. I try to um, I try to be smart about it without being a hack. You know, what I mean, I'm not trying to be a viral yeah. hack on on uh, on LinkedIn, but. If you want to have some success, you need to stop that scroll. You stop that scroll, you get someone to hit the see more button, and then you try to get a call to action or some hook at the bottom for them to, or a call to action at the bottom to get them engaged with the content so that the algo responds to that. And that's just sort of the, gotcha. the bare bones, you know, LinkedIn 101. So. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's gold, man. That is awesome. I, I, I didn't know that. So that's, uh, that's going to help me take my game up a little bit. So I, I appreciate the information. And I'm sure the the listeners do too. Um, so. <laughs> anything else? Anything else before we go? You know, I would just say, um, you know, just be authentic. I think um, I think there's really a, in this in this climate that we're in right now. I just think there's a massive craving for authenticity, yeah. and I think a lot of times what happens is is that on social media we try to curate our best version of ourselves, right? We try to put on airs that we're we're this type or that this is what we're all about. Right. Yeah. And I think people are really just craving authenticity coming out of the pandemic, um, all this other stuff that's going on. So I would say, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable. I try to be vulnerable a little bit. I try to be transparent. I talk about what I make. Um, I talk about some of my fears, my concerns. Um, I have opinions out there that are controversial in some quarters. There's a lot of people out there who don't like me um, as a result. You know, I've been blocked. I've been uh, unfriended, unfollowed. Uh, criticized. I had someone threaten a lawsuit on me, um, wow. you know, <laughs> all this stuff. Right. Um, yeah. but I will tell you nothing, nothing separates the wheat from the shaft, right? Like from like, you know, uh, going into the fire and having some hot takes. Cause you find out yeah. real quick who's, uh, who's going to be there. Who's going to be by your side. Right. And so what you find is when you're authentic, um, and I, I believe I'm not being authentic, right? So when you're authentic, people yeah. um, respond to that and they they attach themselves to you in, in a more authentic way. And I think, you know, we live in this this digital attention economy now where everyone's trying to fight for attention, right? It's, we're in the attention mm -hmm. economy. And I would say to anyone reading this, especially or listening to this podcast or watching it, especially any of the younger individuals who might be paying attention, I would say, you know, um, just chasing the attention is fool's gold, right? Like you, yeah. you don't need to have the biggest audience in the world. Okay. You don't need to have the, a million followers or 10 million followers. Right. But right. if you can niche down and find your place, your tribe, 
right? You can have a powerful platform and a powerful unit of individuals or, you know, co uh, um, cohort of folks that you can draw inspiration from, that you can draw support from, that you can be um, draw motivation from. And then ultimately, I will tell you, um, if you're looking to monetize, right, because I haven't started really monetizing anything yet. And I will tell you that if you're looking to monetize, there's a saying, there's niches in the riches, right? Or riches yeah. in the niches. And so you don't need to have a million followers. You don't need to have a million fans to make a decent living uh, monetizing your digital presence, your digital presence or your digital branding. Um, right. You just need to have a hardcore tribe that supports you and you can make a good living. Right. Yeah. I mean, think about this for a second. It's like, you know, if you have uh, 500 people, right. That are willing to give you a hundred, a uh, hundred bucks that adds up. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's so it's like, you know, if you have 500 people want to give you a couple hundred bucks, it adds up. You know, it doesn't it doesn't go, take a long for you to replace an income that you might have working for the man or being tied to the nine to five or the 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 hamster wheel of the rat race. Right. So right. Um, I, I know we're kind of I'm not sure if we were meant to veer off into this whole area, Brandon, but uh, I, right. I, I just, you know, just don't chase the fool's gold, man. Like the you know, bigger is not always better. You know, right. more is not always more. Some, you know, so. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, and to our listeners, hey, thank you guys so much for, for being with us um, this far. Um, this has been a fantastic episode. And if you are not familiar, you are now with the City Manager Unfiltered Podcast. So hop on over to Apple or Spotify. Make sure you check them out. Leave a five-star review. The content is super helpful. It's helped me personally in, uh, in you know, my daily activities, especially those, those first few episodes. So um, go help out Joe and give him a follow and stay tuned to his content. And thank you again for your time. And thanks for being on the Lead Well Podcast.